You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. I mean, oh my gosh, I know I'm always excited for episodes, but this one is so interesting because we uncover something that I would have never thought to ask Allie about and something that she really never would have thought to tell me probably that's really impacting her in a big way. And I think what's so cool about this episode is just how it demonstrates that you know, this is why coaching is really helpful and this is why you really have to pay attention as a coach because sometimes it's those little things that the person being coached would never think to say and that you as a coach would never think to ask. But if you're staying present and paying attention, those little things can be threads that you really pull on that unravel and show us a lot. And that's what this episode does. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope it reminds you to pay attention to those little things for yourself and your clients. And I hope it just really gives you a lot of different perspective on what Ali's struggling with and how that could apply to you. All right. How you doing? I am good. I am good. Crazy times over here. Yeah. You want to say more? <laughs> you have anything to update me on? Um, well, you know, when you go to look at a floor plan and you buy a house instead, and then you have to purge <laughs> and list your house within two days. <laughs> so crazy. I know. So did you get like, it? Like, or is it done? Done? Um, yeah. So technically we're under contract, but our house has to sell. Oh my God. Congratulations. Yeah. So it's exciting and big changes and, you know, like (laughs) it's a whirlwind because there's so much work that like we weren't really expecting because we honestly thought it would be like six to eight months out. But then on top of it, like my son has been very like hesitant about it. So it's a lot of emotional coaching him too. Yeah. But he's turned the corner now that he's like been to the house and understands like what could be. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I could get on board with this. <laughs> yeah. He got really nervous because he thought he'd have to leave kindergarten and like go to a oh. new school instead of finishing it out. So. But That's we, so we, sweet. It's all fine. I loved your message though. Like, oh my God, this shit actually works. <laughs> <laughs> As I was just telling the realtor this morning, I'm like, I absolutely manifested this. And I'm not a person that says I manifest things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've been like locked in on like, I don't have to wait that long and it could work out perfectly. And then it did, right? It sure did. Yes. What I always think is so helpful to see around stuff like this too, is that like, it's both the magic and the real life experience. Meaning like, Oh my God, like so amazing and totally is something that you created by like, you know, being in that headspace and and believing this was possible and all of those things. And it's also one of those things where it's like, but then like the real life stuff comes in where like now we actually have to move and all of this stuff, right? So I think it's just always helpful though to see like the both, you know, because sometimes we think, well, if I manifest something, then I should never have like any challenge afterwards or whatever. <laughs> 
versus like, I get what I want and then it works out. Well, I honestly think my husband has to be annoyed with you and he has never met you. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time he goes to complain, I'm like, no, that's just a trade off. Yeah, as Lacey yeah, would say. That's, that's what that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, so funny. And how, how does he like that? <laughs> oh, not much. Yeah, he doesn't really like that. <laughs> I mean, who does? <laughs> After purging and cleaning for two days. I mean, we've been in our house for 10 years, and I'm a very regular purger anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, my son is very good about selling his toys so he can have new. Like, I like to get rid oh, of yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. And it still felt like, God, have we lived here 85 years? Why do I have so much crap in every closet? (laughs) (laughs) So he was complaining. And I'm like, but that's just the trade-off. Now it's going to be done now where versus when we go to move, all I have to do is put things in boxes. Yes. Look at you. I'm, I'm very much a – And walks away. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I can't move anymore. And I'm like, I know. Just push through. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is just so freaking exciting though. Congratulations. And it's so beautiful. It is so beautiful. I absolutely love this. I love how Allie just really, really had that moment of like, oh my gosh, this stuff works. She's been doing happy magic. So she was really definitely talking about some of that stuff, but also just the mindset in general. But it's so cool to see how that shows up in different ways. Like when we take certain stances with our mindset practice, like uh, with the assumption that things are working out for us and it really starts to impact every area of our life. And so this house was just such an example of that for her and so much evidence. So it's just really, really beautiful to see how that can happen where, you know, it just takes that one thing to kind of show up in the way that we like both least expected and also fully believed as possible, right? And to see how much that gives you the evidence to build on over time with your mindset and to apply to other areas too. I'm very excited. And then I got even more excited of, oh my God, I can actually take my brand photos like in my house. In your own house. Yes. Instead of like having to do a studio and like all of this stuff, like it can really Mm -hmm. be me. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. You know, brand Alicia got very excited about this. (laughs) Yes. your, Your house is very on brand now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so pumped for you. So what is the potential move date or is that all pretty dependent still? Okay. So like we were very lucky because, you know, you know, you personally know this, like real estate market is crazy right now. Insane. So there, there's honestly absolutely nothing available in the price range that we were looking for. So, I mean, like I said, we were walking through this house to look at floor plans and instead it came open and that's the one we wanted. So we're like, yeah, let's do this. So the builder was very kind because he could have still had his open house and sold it to whoever, but ours is contingent Mm. on our house selling. But he's like, I'll give you 30 days. As long as you're under contract, everything's fine. I'm like, perfect. Because also there's nothing in the price range of the house that we're selling. (laughs) Mm, Okay. Okay. That's good. So, and we've done a lot of work to our old home to make it more modern. So Mm. there's no problem selling our house. I mean, so- we were very blessed. So we had a nice builder that was like, yeah, perfect. No worries. So technically it should be like mid-May. Okay. Perfect. Oh my gosh. How exciting is that? Very. 
And like, it's the little stupid things that I'm so excited about. Like, we could actually see fireworks on 4th of July from our home. Uh, and, <laughs> and you have such a big backyard. I know. I know. I mean, right now it's dirt, but that's fine. <laughs> it will be grass with a fence yes. someday. <laughs> Oh my goodness. This is just awesome. And just like such a credit to you of like staying very locked in on like what you actually wanted to happen there, you know? Yeah. It it was kind of funny because we walked through, I mean, we walked through four different floor plans that this builder had made. And then we also like walked mm. through a separate house and the separate house was a lower price with a finished basement, but there were just like a few things that nag at me. And I'm one of those people that, like, if there's something that I instantly notice, it's going to really bother me for a long time. For a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we spent so much time there. And when we left, I'm like, I think I was trying to convince myself it was all perfect. You know, because I'm like, realistically, she thinks that I should, Mm -hmm. like, buy the lower priced one, more house for the money. Like, Mm. but real Alicia wants this other one. Yes. And you like trusted that. Yeah. And my husband and I both had to just really be like, it'll all work out. It'll be fine. Where I think even two years ago, we both would have been like, no, we need to be more practical. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like almost like not trusting your own desires, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or believing that I deserved that or, you know. Mm. So that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. Very right. Do you believe you deserve it now? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that is mine. Yes. There is nothing falling through. <laughs> no, like you are selling your house. You work dang hard. You get to have what you want. And it's that. Yep. And you have like the prettiest backslash ever. It is just so cool to watch Allie trust her own desires and deserving. Like, I'm sure if you've been listening this whole season, this just feels like such a cool moment to see her just like really trust all of that about getting in the house, that she deserved to have that house and quickly and what her desires were around that and what she wanted in it and to just see all of that transpire. But also to see her easily acknowledge the trade-off and real life experience that comes with it, right? of like, I totally want this thing. I believe I can have it and I have worthiness around it and I know what my desires are, but I also know that like I might have to pack up all my stuff and move really quickly and do all of these things like um, and maybe have it come at a time where I wasn't really expecting it and we'll have to plan for it and you know, all of this stuff. So it's just really beautiful to see her step into that, but also to acknowledge that it doesn't have to be perfect for that to be good, right? To see that it really gets to be one of those things where I get the beautiful thing I want and it's incredible. And I'm gonna have to acknowledge some of the trade-offs and real life experience that comes with that without making it wrong. That is where the magic is. What's so funny, too, is that if I would have made a Pinterest board, nothing Mm. in this house is what I would have picked at all. Oh, really? Nope. But walking through it, I'm like, oh, but I love how warm it is. And I love how, like, Mm. it's just different. It has character, but it's not like an old character. Right. Mm. I would have picked, like, white subway that was clean and minimal, Mm. you know, like, but it's nothing like that. And it's just crazy how, I don't know, everything changes. It was almost like the universe 
knew even better in a sense. Mm. By far. Yeah. Because again, I I would have never picked the cupboards. I would have never picked the flooring color and I love it all. And I'm so excited. So yeah. I feel like this is what people always talk about when they talk about coming from the like this or something better place. (laughs) Right. It's like you have this vision in your head and it's like what you're hoping for and you're you're wanting the timeline to be shortened and all of those things. And then you're like this or something better. And then it's like something actually better even happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, good. So tell me what else is going on. Sales page feeling good? Um, yeah, I just need to make the updates. Um, not on sales page, but I did call about summer camp program. Yes. And I worked through my guilt on that for some reason that I <laughs> still think that I have. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so I I mean, I have to preface this with I live in Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> so our pricing is different here. I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a full-time camp for $150. Oh, my gosh. Week. And that is what we were paying our private nanny last year for like 12 hours a week. So even if I only took three days, I could make that decision and have three full days and then two days to play with him or so. Yeah, he's excited about it. We're going to finalize everything and get that all figured out. So that decision is done. I'm about to make you so uncomfortable. So hear me out for a second. Okay. Do you realize that with your price range raise, that's like less than two hours of work? I know. Yes. And like, it's funny that I even like have this guilt back and forth on it because. Yeah, I mean, what am I going to do without childcare? I wouldn't even be able to, you know, like get anything done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just like you said two hours. I mean, is that, mm-hmm. is that that bad? No, it's not. No. And less than two hours, right? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even mean bad. Like that's not even the right words. Like that's just a no brainer and why I put so yeah. much pressure. No on brainer. <laughs> no brainer yes. is a good word for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> if you went two days a week or what, like, right. You know, it's just like, it opens you up to options basically is the point. Yeah. And I mean, I, <laughs> I'm sure the lady on the phone was like, Lady, just either sign him up or not. Like, stop asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, this woman. <laughs> <laughs> because I was. I'm like, so if I want to, like, I don't have to bring him every day. Or if I wanted to pick him up early, I can do that. Or <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So. She's like, do what you want. <laughs> so decision done. Yeah. She's like, I get it. You need to work. And I'm like, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, decision done. Also, I think like, you know, not that it you need any more of a reason, but I do think that it's really helpful in a sense to think about you also having to potentially move this summer now too and how like having somewhere that you know that he's like safe to go during the day while you're doing things like that is a really big deal too. Yes, and it starts like so essentially our move date if everything happens would be like a week before he's done with school. And this okay. camp starts the week after he's out. Mm. So there wouldn't okay. be any lag time where our nanny wouldn't have started until the second week in June. Mm. So that would have just been a crazy Ooh, mess. Yeah. Trying to move, <laughs> trying to get like set up as a family and then trying to figure out when to work. 
And I mean, children don't know how to self-entertain sometimes. Right. It's so. not like, oh, I, I need time to unpack. And he's like, yeah. sure, mom, got you. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I felt so bad this weekend because I'm like, it's going to be two really boring days. Like, you're going to watch your iPad. You're going to do what you want. But mom and dad have got to work. And I mm. swear it was like every five minutes. Mom, can we play a game? Mom, can we play a game? I'm like, again, boring oh. weekend. <laughs> so. Yeah. You're like, we just got to. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm like, and it'll be a while before things are back to normal. So put your stuff away. (laughs) (laughs) No messes. You can't play with toys. No. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) You get one toy out at a time, basically. Yep. (laughs) And you put it away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad for you, though, that I have that decision off your your plate, too. Like, that's a whole thing, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because... I mean, it's been since he started school or even pre-preschool that we've had him home so much. So mm-hmm. even my husband kind of looked at me like, well, are you okay with this decision? Mm-hmm. And obviously it's because he'd been reading how much guilt I'd been putting on myself every summer. Of course. Of, well, I should spend more time with him or I should do this. So it's good. And what was the answer to him? I said, yes, because I'm making a commitment that we're still spending time together. Yeah. It feels like both, right? Mm -hmm. It does. And I know he's going to have fun because they do different themes every week and there's all sorts of activities and yeah, it'll be good. Seems like a win-win. Again, not that you don't need to feel those feelings. I think it's totally okay to like have the both where it's like the best decision and it's going to be super hard the day you drop him off and it's still a really hard decision to make and all of that can be true without uh, it being wrong. You know what I mean? Yes. So I, I lessened my guilt <laughs> when I got his sports schedules. Because <laughs> holy God, I'm not ready to be this parent. Starting this week, I officially, oh, I'm sorry, starting next week, some things start this week, but starting next week, I only have Monday nights that I'm at home. Oh, wowza. And then he still has games on like Saturday mornings and stuff that I'm like, what did I commit to? Like, I am, I'm not this person. I like to be home. I like to have quiet time. (laughs) So I think. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. And then I have to turn my people lean on because, you know, there's other parents there. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. It's like frowned upon to hide in your car kind of Right. (laughs) I mean, I still take my laptop. It's fine. Head down. But. I, I realized that it's okay if he even spends more hours at the day camp because he's still having fun, but I'm going to be able to recharge better too. Yeah. By the time I have to leave and get and do things at night. So um, that's huge. Did I realize like, that? Huge. <laughs> yeah. And to like give yourself that, right? Like I think that's what we're so um, quick to let go of is like, you know, to say like, oh, I actually need to need, I'm a human who needs to recharge. Yeah. It's funny because I already told my sister, I'm like, this is not cut out for me. Like I, we haven't even started. And so he's in football, soccer, and then he can start baseball this year. And I'm like, I just, I can't do this every night. And she's like, oh, you just get used to it. This is how it is until they're done. And I'm like, no, he can choose something next summer. Like, we're not doing all three. (laughs) Now he can try. (laughs) But he's going to pick soon. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, that's like so good though to keep giving yourself that. I think like that's almost like the theme of everything we've just talked about. Like trusting your desire to get the house you wanted, not the practical one. Like trusting your desire that you do need downtime during the day to recharge. Trusting your desire to like not be gone every day of the week for the foreseeable (laughs) future, right? Like it's just really beautiful that you're like leaning into that self-trust so much more because that was such an exercise. I mean, when we started together, that was like the whole thing, right? Yes, by far. So it's just so cool to see you doing that so much and, and obviously in the business too, but just with all these other pieces as well, right? Something that's really cool to pay attention to here is that sometimes the changes we're making solidify where it's easiest first, right? As we transform and grow over time. So for example, like Allie might be finding it easier to trust herself more personally, and it will take a little bit longer in business, but she really is seeing it show up more. And those are the breadcrumbs that it's working, right? And I know it, when you're in it, it can feel like it takes forever, of course, right? But it's so cool to see that like her biggest goal in working together was develop more self-trust and she's just doing that in so many ways and especially seeing it in her life in a big way. But that's the evidence that it's gonna show up in the business, right? That's the evidence that it's getting brought more and more into the business. And so just really helpful to note that for yourself too, where sometimes if you're trying to make a big change, the area that it's hardest in may be the last one to come, (laughs) right? But look for the breadcrumbs elsewhere. Like, are you doing it more in other areas of your life? That's evidence that you're working on it. That's evidence of your transformation. That's evidence that it's going to bleed into every other area with time. And so really giving yourself that credit and seeing it as part of the process is so helpful there. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny because I, I think I'm behind again, but I just listened to like when I was diagnosed to do the gluten-free and dairy-free and I'm like, oh, listen Mm. to yourself. Aren't you cute? (laughs) You're so cute. You made that so easy. Mm. And the problems that you had, I'm like, oh, it's, it's taking so much better hold in my personal life which is amazing. And I just need that to transfer to business just as easily now, which it's getting better. Well, listen, there's usually one area that's better or I mean, that's easier for us. And so that's okay. It's going to always show up there first, but that doesn't, that means you're on the right track. That doesn't mean like it's not going to happen in business. That means like it's solidifying in all these places, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. So how is it not showing up in the business right now? Mm Um, I think I still just always like, I get that people pleasing and that I'm letting people down. Mm -hmm. I think that that's been my biggest struggle. Mm -hmm. And I just don't trust myself in, no, you're not. (laughs) They're not mad. You're, you know, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. just how we had talked before. I think that that's where it's still showing up a lot. Mm -hmm. Even though I can see changes happening. Because I'm like, it's okay. You are doing the absolute best that you can. Mm. And I can say those things, but then I still get that, ooh, when I get an email or, you know, like feeling the guilt that, oh, maybe I shouldn't, I should be working all weekend and doing this instead. Or, you mm-hmm. know, like, and I, I'm getting better, but that's where it keeps popping up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Well, listen, I, I think what comes up for me is just the lens through which you're seeing it to a certain extent. Like you're still having some of that feeling around Beckett. It's why that lady on the phone was just like, are you sending him or not? <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's still there. You're just doing the other thing and you're not making it wrong that it's still there. You're like, I know it's probably going to be really hard the first time I send him and all of these things. I'm just not making that mean as much, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the same thing could apply here in business, which is like, you might still be feeling the thing initially when like you get that email or somebody wants something or whatever. I think the difference being that you're just acting from a totally different space around it now. Does that feel true? It does. Yeah. And I'm learning that I'm like calming myself quicker. <laughs> mm. Tell me about that. Mm. Um, like sometimes if a client is going on vacation or if they want something done right away, I, I used to feel this huge pull of, well, then anytime they email me on this Friday night at nine, I should go finish that. Because they have to leave and they want this done and I want to do this for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even though it was pulling me away from like my snuggle time or and then Beckett would be upset with me and then I'd hear him complain. (laughs) (laughs) So me making that choice, even though it didn't really need to happen, I was putting more pressure on myself on every instance, like personally Mm -hmm. at home and then with the client because – you know, one email is never one email, then it turns into three more. And instead, like, I I know that I have to just shut down now. Like, mm-hmm. if you're done working at six or five or whenever you say you're done working, then you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've even, like, very closely talked myself into deleting my email app off, off my phone. Ooh. Because I realize mm-hmm. I'm very close because that's where I get my my anxiousness and my triggers <laughs> mm-hmm. because I see it pop up and I'm like, oh, you should take care of this. No, nope. mm. no, I shouldn't. I'm not even at my desk. I should not leave what I'm doing to go do that. Yeah. I, like we just need to take it off right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am, but I'm not. <laughs> Okay. Well, good. Then that's what I'm here for. So our job is to get you there. Yes. I think the worst thing that I ever did is I've used my work email as my personal email because I hate having to log in different things. Mm. So I think that that's why I haven't fully committed because like soccer schedules come to that email and, you know, like it's where I'm at. This is, I just put everything in one box. And yet, does it really matter at nine o'clock at night? I mean, is it that pressing? Probably not. Okay. Well, here's an interesting reflection. (laughs) I'm not sure I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) If I really want to have better separation there, then I have to create it in a lot of ways, right? Yes. And one of the ways I am not currently creating that is having my business and personal email be the same. Yes. So that could be one small fix. Like, can we just ask for the soccer schedule to be sent to a different email? Can you slowly transition to have business be business? Because I I agree with you. Like, that's just too much. Yes. 
And it's also too hard to not be able to ever get separation from your business. So like, you know, you need it so that like, if you wanted to not check email while you were like, whatever, away for a weekend or something like that, that you have the ability to do that. And right now there's no ability there. Absolutely. So taking your email off your phone really is so important. And like email being whatever that is for you. Like for me, it's Basecamp where I'm most like in work mode and in client communication. So email is a little bit less of a thing for me, but Basecamp is more so a thing. So whatever that is for you, right? But I really want you to see how important that separation is and how much you need to be able to be like a whole human (laughs) outside of your business all the time, right? It's not because you don't love the thing or because, you know, you don't feel lit up by it. But what I see with so many people is that even if you love the thing, if you can never get away from it, it is going to feel draining and you're gonna find it easy to make your business wrong and dislike it when really the only issue is that you never have time away or brain space or separation from it. You never have time to be a whole person outside of it. So like for me, I am obsessed with my clients. Like I love the work I do and I still need separation from it so that I can really be in it and present and enjoy it. If I never ever get that, it's too easy to make stuff wrong, you know? And so I just hope that this is a reminder for you that having that boundary doesn't mean you don't like your business or that you're trying to run away from it or that you have the wrong clients or any of those things just means that we literally need that as humans to be able to live our lives and feel like full and complete people outside of our businesses, which makes us enjoy our businesses more and show up better and more fully in them. Right? I mean, I can even, I remember three years ago when we went to Mexico for a week, Mm-hmm. I had hired a VA to do my email and reply to clients who had emailed reminding them that I was gone and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since it's on my phone, she didn't do any of that. So, I mean, that was yeah. a problem one. But then there <laughs> I was every morning trying to take care of this because it wasn't getting done. Then Scott's like, right. you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. I walked away. Now you have to. And I'm like, but there's just me. Mm-hmm. So I know it causes problems and I should have just been mm-hmm. like, nope, sorry, autoresponder. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I should have learned three years ago, you would think. Yeah, totally. And when you have other stuff in there, it makes it harder, right? Because you're like, well, like, even when I'm in Mexico, I might need to check XYZ personal email for our flights or something, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And then I see all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we got we gotta we gotta yeah. shift that. We do. Well, it seems like a what do you daunting think? task. Yes, probably. Okay. I made But I think a- daunting in the sense of more like annoying than time consuming. Yes. No, I mean I can make a new right. email address. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I order pizza with that email address. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that that's really interesting to see from like an energetic standpoint though, where it's like the business is so intertwined in my life right now that I'm using that email address to order pizza. And I know that sounds silly, but do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah. And you putting it that way makes it me realize even more of you're putting so much pressure on yourself constantly because you never take Mm -hmm. a second away. 
because no. it's always in your I face. I mean, yeah, like that. <laughs> that's not the like. That's so like my chest is tight thinking about that. Like I can't even check my like Domino's delivery without seeing like five client emails. Like that's really a lot. It's funny that you say that because even this weekend, um, something had popped up. So I had opened my email and like, I think it was from the bank. So something I had to read. Right. And then while I was there, a client had emailed me and I'm like, oh, that's a really quick thing. I'll just shoot back an email to her real quick. Uh, yeah. And she seriously sent back, well, good Saturday morning. Why are you working? <laughs> she was like, stop answering me. I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I think that, oh, I'm just grabbing 15 minutes or, you know, like, oh, I'll just do this real quick. But instead, no, you're right. Like, I'm just making it messy. Okay, so this is what I was talking about on the intro of this episode. You know, sometimes it really is the little things in coaching. We wouldn't even freaking think to ask that just pop up and make the biggest difference, like Allie having her combined business and personal email. Like, it would never occur to me to say, well, like, hey, are you combining business and personal email, right? But I don't even think she said it in a way to like actually tell me that it was more just like a, an offhanded comment that she was sort of making. But this is where we really have to pay attention as coaches to be able to go, wait, wait, wait what did you just say? Because this is kind of a big deal. And this is where we have to pay attention as business owners, where something sometimes it's a thing that you know, we're just used to, but it's actually a really big deal. And so we have to be a little bit more present and paying attention to like, what are the things that are deeply impacting us? Because, you know, when we talk through this, it's super obvious that it's deeply impacting Allie and it super makes sense why it would be. But it's just sometimes the thing, you know, she's been doing it this way for years and years. So it just didn't really like occur to her. And for me, like same, it just didn't really occur to me that that would be something she was doing, right? And so just paying attention to those little things sometimes are everything. And this is where coaching and one-on-one -on -one support can really make such a difference. Mm-hmm, yep, totally. And it's like, it's, you're, right now you're working so hard to create this separate energetics of like, I am me and this is my business. Mm -hmm. And then we just have some areas we need to clean up so that feels true. Like I have an email and my business has an email, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Versus like, we're all the same person, so to speak, right? <laughs> right, Yes. You know, and that's when things do feel personal. That is when the people pleaser stuff kicks up even more because it just doesn't feel like there's any separation. Yeah. Well, this just feels you know. like a light bulb above my head right now. So good. I'm so glad that came out. I don't even know how that came out. That was like meant to be. It really was. Look at you, universe. Yeah. Um, you know what else I was thinking? Cause I just went through this process, you know. Um you're going to get so many fucking emails <laughs> uh, <laughs> regarding the house stuff. Right. Yep. So even starting that where like every time you're trying to be like really prompt at responding to the house stuff, you're not also seeing all your business ones and getting really overwhelmed really fast. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that might even be like the starting point. Like, can you go message your realtor like today and be like, hey, actually I'm using this email address. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Probably should, yes. Yes. What about taking it off your phone? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait, I thought you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Um, Yeah, that... You bringing all of this to light makes me really believe that I need to. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it is. Like, I've always done the, okay, don't read your email first thing in the morning. But, you know, you scroll Facebook and then you open email, no matter how totally. you try not to. But if it wasn't on my phone, wow, mm-hmm. that's just life-changing, isn't it? And I think, again, it's almost like, so I don't have Basecamp. On my phone. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because I used to treat it like something was wrong. <laughs> right. Right. Like it was on my phone. So I would check it a lot as though there was like something was going to happen. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like yep. must be checked all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is like if I don't treat it like something's really wrong, something's really not wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think it's sort of like that. Like, I'm always going to get back to my clients within plenty of time, all that kind of stuff. But it's the energy behind that where it's like, if I feel like it can't wait an hour, something is not right here. I'm definitely putting undue pressure on myself. Does that make sense? That's exactly what it is, though. Like, I'll see the urgentness. I don't even know if I see it. I place urgentness on the email that they send mm-hmm. me, whether they mean it or not. And then mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. guilty and then I feel pressure. And then like, mm-hmm, that's a cycle mm-hmm. that I've created mm-hmm. where if I read it the next day at nine, when I got to my computer, would I feel that way? Or would I just be like doing business as usual? Right. And would you look forward to that almost? Like what I noticed when I like got some of that separation from it, like I look so forward to checking that in the morning and like diving into the day and and that business piece and all of that versus like if you never have separation from it, it's really hard to look forward to it. It's almost like, (laughs) you know, when you like are away from your spouse or your kiddo, then you want, you miss them so much. But if you like never had time away from them ever, (laughs) it would be a different feeling, right? Yeah, I know that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everyone that just went through 2020 is like nodding yes to this, right? (laughs) I mean, even though I had a nanny that came, they were still in my home. (laughs) Still home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It totally is that though. So it almost is like creating that excitement to go back to it versus that perceived problem, right? Well, and you just saying that, like, even an email, like I just said, I could be I could be reading it in the tone that I want to read it at the time because I'm interrupting my life. They're not. Right. And then when I the next day when it comes to it, like I already have this negative connotation about the email. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that felt like there was like this certain like pressure around it. Yeah. That it probably would not be that way if I hadn't already mm-hmm. put this red flag by it. And I'm saying mm-hmm. red flag, like, symbolic. Not really. I don't flag mm-hmm. things in my email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You're almost there. You're almost convinced me to delete that. We're, we're close. What's, what's, what's your final objection? Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> that I still have all the personal emails in there. But that, that can be solved. Slowly but surely. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that could be solved rather quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's probably like a handful of personal emails that you need to get quickly, like from like Beckett's school or his soccer schedule or the realtor or things like that. But pretty much everything else, like that would be a personal email versus like that's not like pizza delivery can wait too, right? Right. Yes. I meant slowly but surely as in, oh, I got that one. Now I need to change that address. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like that couldn't like like give you separation from it pretty much tomorrow though, right? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. This makes just so much sense to me. And also I think it's just really helpful and funny to see how like, you know, we've been working on this stuff and like, I never thought to ask you that. That never <laughs> like, <laughs> occurred to me, but you also never thought to say that. But it's sometimes it's those little things that really do pop up and make a big difference, right? Yeah. I'm, and I was never telling you when I was reading these emails that like got me supercharged, but uh-huh. typically it was always outside of work hours. Mm. And then I would stew about it overnight, lose sleep, <laughs> feel worse the next day. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Well, listen, I think that makes a ton of sense because that's when we feel lack of empowerment is when we can't, we literally can't do anything about it. So it's like, whatever, I'm reading it at eight o'clock at night. I can't respond right now. I'm with my family. I know I need to go to sleep at a certain time. I know there's nothing I can do about it. And there's nothing I can do about it until, you know, tomorrow morning. And so all I do is spend hours and hours and hours feeling super disempowered, right? When there's a perceived problem and no solution, or when we're creating a perceived problem around it, right? We feel trapped and disempowered, which leads us to feel really overwhelmed. So like the example of like Allie checking when she feels like she should respond, but doesn't want to or can't, and then making it a really big deal in her mind, right? All that leads to is disempowerment and overwhelm, right? I feel disempowered because I can't or just won't respond right now, but I feel really overwhelmed because now I'm thinking about it the whole time. And the more I think about it, the bigger of a deal it becomes and the more something that was maybe not even a problem turns into a really, really, really big problem in my head, (laughs) right? So our job is to really put ourselves in these empowered positions as often as possible. So if I absolutely know I can't respond right now, or if I absolutely know I have a tendency to dwell on things and make them a really, really, really big deal leading up to having to deal with them, then I get to go, well, what would be most empowering for me? And of course, Allie can really see here how the most empowering thing she could do is like take that off her phone, get those separated, And it also makes sense why she's been feeling so overwhelmed in business. How could you not, right? If you're checking this all the time and feels like all of these problems are building up that you cannot fix right then, it would be nearly impossible not to feel overwhelmed, right? So really good to check in with yourself on that in your own business. Where are you creating those disempowering, overwhelming situations? And what are the opportunities to solve them? Not necessarily even in this big way. Like with Allie, it's not like we're making it so no client can ever message her or something. It's like the littlest solution of just creating that separation and getting it off her phone. But look at where you can find that in your business. Where are you getting in that disempowered place that's leading to overwhelm? And what are those little fixes that are possible there? 
Yeah, but I made that even worse of not even just feeling like there's nothing I could do about it. I made it, well, why aren't you doing something about this? Why aren't you doing everything that you can to make them happy? Mm-hmm. So then I was like beating myself. Like I even, God, it's so dumb. I had to journal about this the other day of why do I feel like I need to be pulling all-nighters right now? Like I'm in college. Mm. But I keep trying to convince myself that I, no, but I keep trying to convince myself that I should. Maybe you'd feel better if you did this and you just got a little bit more ahead. Maybe you'd feel better. And I'm like, God, you couldn't do it then. You can't do it now that you're 40. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like you just don't have it in you now. Well, (laughs) I regularly go to bed at 839. So, I mean, 11 (laughs) is staying up late for me. (laughs) Right. And all nighter is basically like out of the question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like what, but. Why was I even trying to convince myself that that was something that I should do? Right. What's the answer to that? I kept thinking maybe people would be happier. Who's upset? Nobody's upset. Like, why do I keep saying that? Like, why am I creating this story that I'm letting everybody down when I'm not? Mm -hmm. I'm just making stupid ass shit in my head. Let's answer that, though. Why do I create that story when that's not what's happening? Because I, like, I do know that I am currently, I'm, like, three days behind on my work. And that's Mm -hmm, driving mm -hmm. me nuts. Mm -hmm. But that's also that perfectionist side that I'm, like, trying so hard Mm -hmm. to get past. Mm -hmm. And I let that boil up that, well, if I know that I'm three days behind, then I must be letting down a client if they had to ask where something is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like I create this story. And then since I've created this story in my head, if somebody does ask about it, then I automatically get charged of, well, see, you've let them down. Right. When they might just be like legitimately asking with no meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. And but I you've ha- already got this story going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've already convinced myself that I'm just, oh. you should write me off and I'm the worst, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh shit! What's no, true there? I was gonna say, but and I know that I'm not like. There's even three days. That's not changing their launch date. That just means that I have to like get this part done different than the last part, or mm-hmm. you know, like or oh look, mm-hmm. hiring more help. Ding ding ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, like, and those are adjustments that I've slowly started accepting and making. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to own that before. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I thought I should be the superwoman that can do everything and be a full-time mom and have a child at home on my hip. Not that he's going to be on my hip. He's six, but, you know, like. <laughs> he's a little big for that. <laughs> I kept pretending that I needed to be this person. And who mm-hmm. is that person? Like, that person is made up. And if you are that person, I give you a round of applause. <laughs> but that's not for me. I can't, you know, like I put this unrealistic version in my head. You don't have to even pretend that that would like, say you even could do all of that. It probably would just feel super shitty too. Yeah. So I think that's relevant too. Like that, like there's not, not that we want you to, but like, right. It's just like the trade-offs we were talking about. Like nothing saying that that would feel amazing either. And that's, that was me trying to convince myself to pull all these all-nighters or uh, not really all night, but like, mm-hmm. why can't you just stay and work until one in the morning or, you know, like, 
do something to get yourself out of this that <laughs> there there isn't even a this like i put this there <laughs> exactly that's the whole thing right it's like and that's where we get frustrated and i think it ties into that conversation we're having about the email stuff mm-hmm. too is where we get frustrated is when like we have this almost like made up problem in our head that we can't solve mm-hmm. because yeah. it's not real <laughs> yeah Right. So the, the made up problem is like, everyone's mad at me and I'm fucking this up, but like, I see no solution because neither of those are actually true. Right. And then I'm trapped, right? Because I, I have this perceived problem that there's no solution to, and then I feel super disempowered and trapped. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Who knew email was really going to be that, but this email, man. Wow. That was, that was a whole thing really was. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I even wrote on my questionnaire, I'm not sure what I want to talk to you about today. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the best ones, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's just play with this for a second too. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's possible you actually would be less behind if you weren't checking email all the time? Yes. But I also think, I mean, Who's to say that I'm really behind? Like, I, I think that I... <laughs> Here we go. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've put this stupid story out there and I'm buying into it. It's like I'm selling mm-hmm. myself this crap. Mm-hmm. But I, I firmly believe now that you've opened my eyes that it's because I open my email how many times a day on my phone and I'm like, look at all these that you haven't gotten done yet. This must mean you're behind. Right. Well, it's almost like one of those things where, like, if I look for it, I will find it. Uh-huh. So if I'm looking for, like, proof or whatever that I'm really behind and, and checking my email 52 times a day, like, I will easily find it. Right. But I just could stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I – like I have use. a I have a friend that checks their partner's phone a lot. <laughs> right? And and I always use that as an example of like if you're looking that hard for something, you probably eventually going to find something. I don't know what it's going to be and it might be totally innocuous, but if you are looking that hard for it, yeah. Or you're you going to make something out of it. something. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean by yeah. find it, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? You'll, you'll find something you can make meaning out of. So it's almost like the same with your email. If you're checking it that much and looking that hard and in it that much, like you're going to find some way to convince yourself that you are fucking it up and behind. <laughs> yeah. That's Even if that's not mean. true, like you will find some evidence there, right? Yeah. Okay, and let's let's go back to a very beginning conversation that we had a billion times. Yes, Why but, did I think that I so strongly needed a project manager to take over emails. my emails? <laughs> <laughs> because and I wanted myself out of it. Did you stop checking them? What? And you didn't even stop checking them anyway. No, nope, I didn't. Mm-mm. You know why? Because I'm a Because you can't food. even get pizza without <laughs> checking them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How will I know when my pizza's getting here? <laughs> right. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Look at this. This is very circle. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. So yeah, on email. my to-do list, create personal email. Yes. Cr- create personal email, I think is a huge one. Um, take your business email off your phone. Mm. Are, are we like, did we sell you on that? Mm. Yeah. Okay, great. Mm. <laughs> it's like step one. Create personal email. Step two, take your business email off your phone. Step three, take the biggest deep breath of your entire life. (laughs) Step three, stop being a crazy lady. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is really – and I think it's going to feel so good when you check it when you can do it. So I really try to have that be my rule for Basecamp. Only check it when I can reply. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I feel terrible, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Not because, like, you know, even anything's wrong, like we're saying, but because I'm answering in my head. I'm I'm thinking about it too much. I'm, like, processing it way more than I could ever possibly need to, where if I had had the time, I would have had a response written in three minutes and would have been moving right along. Mm -hmm. Yep. So does that feel like a good deal we're making is like it's off your phone and you're only checking it on your computer when you can reply. Like it's not even open all day on your computer. Yes. And that's what I really need to stop doing too. Oh my God. How do you, how do you get away from it? If it's open on your phone and your computer, it's like you're being stalked basically. I know. I don't. Like, and what's stupid is that it's so easy for me to use Newsfeed Eradicator. That's like a mm-hmm. no-brainer. Like, if, if it's not there, you don't you don't look at it, you know? Right. Why, why is email different? <laughs> well, I think it does totally make sense, which is, in a sense, it's like your biggest fear is that you're upsetting or letting someone down. And so that has almost become like your safety net. Uh-huh. I'll just check it. 5,000 times a day to make sure that it's okay and that I'm not letting anyone down. So you're almost like self-soothing with it. Mm. Yes. Oh, I lost you. Did You're almost self-soothing with it, right? Mm. Yeah. Yep. It's like becoming like your little safety blanket. And we want you to be able to create that feeling regardless and from within and not because you know you don't have an email. You know what I mean? Right. It's almost like, oh, I can breathe. I don't have an upset person emailing me. No, I can breathe because I can breathe. Okay, I'm going to say something like so embarrassing. Okay. (laughs) And I'm like ashamed of myself. But I mean, even when we went to the pool last summer, like I would take those afternoons and at the breaks, I would be like, oh, just five seconds. We're on a break anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I never fully let myself have time with him. Mm. without having that in the back of my head anyway. Mm-hmm. So I also need to remind the Gmail no- – or take the Gmail notifications off my watch because that's where it really starts. Oh, my God. It's on your watch too. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your phone and your watch and your computer. It's on me all the time <laughs> until I go to bed. It literally on you, like especially the watch thing, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. That means, like, I, like, legitimately cannot do anything in my life. No. Without getting an email notification. Nope. (sighs) (laughs) 
I am ashamed. Obviously, nothing to be. I was just going to say nothing to be ashamed about. Like, I think you are just someone who like cares a lot, a lot, a lot. And this has been a way to show you're caring. But we get to shift that, which is like I show I care by only answering when I can be present to respond. That is powerful. Yes. But also I can care about myself as well. Mm-hmm. And I can be present. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm not doing anybody any favors by half present in my own life and then half present because I'm reading an email halfway here and then trying to finish it fully the next day either. Okay, so one of the biggest wins we can really have, (laughs) which goes with the point I was making about the disempowerment and overwhelm is just only check when you can reply. (laughs) Like this brings down so much anxiety, stops the head spin, and makes showing up for our clients feel really good and exciting and makes us less likely to perpetuate these perceived problems, right? And I know, again, it sounds like so small and so silly, but sometimes it is those small things that can make the biggest difference. So whether you have clients in the way Allie does, or you have coaching clients like I do, or a, a variety of those things, it really doesn't matter. But the idea of only check when you can reply really applies across the board. Because if I can handle it in that moment, I'm less likely to feel overwhelmed and I'm definitely gonna feel more empowered, right? I'm less likely to let that problem build up in my brain and feel really spinny and anxious around it. And I'm really way more likely to feel excited to show up, right? I'm way more likely to feel like, ooh, what does everyone need from me right now when I can actually give it to them versus like, oh my God, I'm coming into this mess already. I know it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So try that in your business. Like, What does it look like to only check client stuff when you can actively respond to it and see how different that makes not only the experience of being in response to clients, but also the time in between. I find it to make such a difference in how good I feel in my business on a day-to-day basis. And I really think Allie will too. Totally. And, and, and we know that your default is to think people are mad at you. So there's no way you're not making stories about that too, right? Even if (laughs) they're not like, your brain's going to be like, well, you know, there was like some weird tone here if it has time to overthink it. And so you uh-huh. just want to like get totally out of that opportunity to overthink it so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is exactly what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Your life is going to just feel real different real quick. Mm-hmm. Won't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably will very feel excited. very like nobody loves me. I'm not getting any emails. <laughs> All my clients have completely disappeared. (laughs) What is going on in my life? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it just goes to show that it's like, this is why the people pleasing just feel so much more present in business still. Yeah. Right? Because I have no space from it. I have no separation. And I really haven't learned to self-soothe in a way that's not by checking an email to make sure everything's fine. Right. So that's really what I want you to pay attention to this week. When you don't have that as the go-to like at night to check that, like what do you need to do for yourself at night if you're feeling stressed or something? Like what is the soothing mechanism that's not check the email? Mm -hmm. Do you want to know what that is? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know now, I do. If you need to figure it out this week, I'm okay with that too. (laughs) No, I love happy color. I've really became addicted to it. 
like at night. Oh, I don't even know what this is. It's like those color by numbers, but it's on your phone. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. It's super fun. I started, Beckett and I started doing it like the last half hour that he can watch a show before we go to bed and read books. So he gets very excited to see my work and then I act as excited oh. to see his. So yeah, it's fun. I love that. So you already have a coping tool. Yeah. You already have something fun you're doing. You already have distraction. You already have pleasure and excitement with that, right? Otherwise, I also really like to add things to my Amazon cart. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite pastime of mine as well. (laughs) Let's just add all of these. That you later go in and you're like, why did I add those? That's weird. Delete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. So you have them. Yeah. Let's just see how it feels, shall we? Yes. Okay, good. So are you going to keep me posted this week if you're at all tempted to remix them or download them? Yeah. Or download it back? Yes. You're going to reach out and call yourself out? Uh, Yeah, I can. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. How many messages do you want this week? (laughs) No, just kidding. I'm like, okay, at 50, it was good. I get the point. I'm kidding. <laughs> or I think we need to talk about this. <laughs> Kiwi posted, I think this is huge. I think this is going to be so transformative. And I love that it was just like such a little, but such a big thing. Yeah. So again, just reach out to me this week. Like it's feeling good. I'm hating it. This is working. I need this to be better. Whatever that is, we can figure that out. But we just know this is the path, right? Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. On it. So, so exciting. So many good things. Keep me posted on the house stuff and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.